welcome to Agronomy for Farmer Success, a podcast brought to you by Osmus Farm Supply. Today in the Osmus Farm Supply podcast studio, we have our Corteva team here today. And it's honestly the first time we've had a room full of people when doing a podcast. Normally it's just me and one other person. But we have our whole team here today and we're going to talk about the Kuiper soybean herbicide and some promotional things that they got going on with that, as well as what the herbicide is and how it works. First, we're going to take a minute and learn about our team members. We have Ron Geis, Justin DeBowers, and Zeb Davis with us today. And to start, we're going to start with Ron. Can you tell us a little bit about your position and your history with Corteva? Michelle, I'm a market development specialist with Corteva. And I started way back about 37 years ago with the company and been in the crop protection business all the way through. So what does a market development specialist do? I'm basically a support person to retail and the farmers and and any of our seed partners on anything crop protection or agronomic information sharing that we do within our company or with, with customers of ours. Next, we have Justin with us. Justin is our territory manager. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with the company? Yeah, so I don't have quite as many years under my belt as what Ron does, so he's getting uh, a little bit uh, old here to my left. But uh, um, I've I've been with Corteva slash Dowger for the last seven years. I've actually been working side by side with uh, Asmus Farm Supply here for about six years now. Um, so it's been a great partnership, and I'm um, looking forward to talking about Kyber here today. Now, the third member of the Corteva team that we have in the podcast studio today is Zebediah Davis. Zeb is the newest member of the team. So could you give us a little bit of background on yourself and your position within Corteva? Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Uh, Zebediah Davis here, Associate Territory Manager with the Crop Protection Team here in the state of Iowa. Um, and so really what I do um, from a day-to-day basis is a notch down from what a territory manager does, like Justin. Um, so helping out across the state with different projects um, and assisting our territory manager team. But um, got plugged in to Corteva um, through the Purdue Career Fair, graduated from uh, Purdue, and they gave me a job. So now I've been with the company for about a year um, and enjoying it quite a bit. Now we're back with Ron. Ron, here in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota, many of our farmers are finishing up with the planting season. And if they haven't finished up, they're getting those last bit of soybeans in the ground now. Could you give me some key tips of how to get started off strong with our soybean crop? Anytime you're planting a crop, you want to plant when the conditions are favorable. And one thing that this year has given us is a fairly dry seed bed to plant into, which is which is desirable. One of the things that can interfere with good stand emergence is having a weed crop compete with your planted crop. So it's imperative that you control weeds right out of the gate. So that crop that's planted at 30 some thousand on corn or 140,000 or so on soybeans, that the only competition they have is the plant next to them, not two or three or four or five or 10 times that much competition with weeds right next to them. Those plants know and decide early on how much of a yield they are going to make based in part on the amount of competition that they have coming right out of the gate. As you're talking about weed suppression, one of the major headaches that our farmers are facing in an increased amount is water hemp. Could you give our listeners a little bit of information as to why water hemp is so troublesome to manage? Yeah, water hemp is an interesting weed. For starters, why do we even call it water hemp? 
Well, every time we get water, we get another flush. It, it's very prolific. Water hemp has really taken off in the last oh, five to 10 years. Primarily, uh, let's look at some of the physical characteristics. One, it's an extremely prolific seed producer. So water hemp will produce half a million up to a million seeds per plant if it's allowed to propagate all year long. These seeds will germinate and emerge at literally any time of the year. We will start in, in Iowa, Minnesota. We'll start to see water hemp emerging in early, maybe mid-May. It used to be that by August 1st, the germination was finished, but that weed has changed and shifted. Now we are hitting about the center peak of water hemp germination and emergence in July with continued germination and emergence through August and even into September. Now those latecomers aren't producing a million seeds, but they certainly can produce 10,000 to 20,000 seeds. Another factor that's led to their proliferation is, and I kind of stay with me on this, but they're relatively short seed life, which is actually something that leads to quicker evolution of that seed. So for instance, the seed life of a water hemp plant is about five to seven years. So if we had a water hemp plant that had developed a resistance to a herbicide, and those are only the only survivors, then within about five years, that entire population of emerging plants are all resistant. Now, I'm going to contrast that with something like cockleburr or velvet leaf, which rarely uh, would find a resistance problem. But those seeds last 40 or 80 years. So every season, you may have some emerging plants that have not been exposed to the herbicide that's now uh, having a resistance problem. Ron was just talking about water hemp and the resistance to it. Justin, can you go into a little bit of detail about what Corteva has done with their herbicide lineup to help farmers with their water hemp issues? Yeah, Michelle, absolutely. And um, like uh, both you just alluded to and like Ron alluded to as well, is water hemp can be a um, very big problem um, in certain fields for us out there. So what, what we have um, that we're building on our portfolio with now, we have a great portfolio already um, that can help out with, uh, with water hemp control with products like Sonic um, and Light. Um, as well as uh, Surveil. Uh, those products have modes of action in there that give us really good weed control on water hemp, but also give us some broad spectrum control and reach out into large seeded broadleaves as well, thinking about, especially in this geography, looking at giant ragweed. What we really truly were missing within the Corteva portfolio though, and I think Ron would probably agree with this, is is the is a product that had multiple modes of action that were very specific to small seeded broadleaves, especially in when we talk about water hemp, um, what we've been talking about here in this podcast. So what we have with Kyber is a product that has three modes of action. Um, and all three of those modes of action have really good control from a water hemp perspective when we're talking about it residual wise. Okay. Something that we lay out there on the soil, uh, we get a rain and we get it rained in and we're going to have really good control of pre-emerge, um, of water hemp in your, in your soybean field. So what are those modes of action or what are those products that we have within Kyber? Uh, those products would be Metribuzin. Um, and then we have flumioxazin, 
And then we also have Peroxy cell phone. So those are the three components uh, that we have within Kyber. And again, those three components really give us extremely good residual when it comes to water hemp. One of the main benefits that we do get with Kyber, especially in a year like we have this year, uh, where rain has been a little bit limited. Okay. And especially, I mean, it depends where you're at. Like this last weekend, we got a little bit, it's like some areas would get two inches of rain and then literally maybe two, three miles away, you only got two tenths. So one of the benefits is that those three um, products within Kyber uh, all have a little bit different water solubility to them. So what do I mean by water solubility? Okay. Um, what I mean by that, okay. So for example, Metribusion is a high water soluble product. So that means it's going to take less rain um, for us actually to get that product activated uh, within the soil profile. So let's say somebody does get a little bit less rain. We're going to have a product like Metribuzin, one of the um, products that's within Kyber, that's going to get activated a little bit easier. Um, whereas then we jump to a Flumioxazin, for example, maybe a more medium water solubility. Uh, that product's going to take a little bit more water to get activated, but a little bit less than what peroxy sulfone is going to take. So if we have situations where we're only getting tenths of an inch of rain at a time, we're going to have multiple modes of action here that have effectiveness on water hemp um, that can get activated kind of along the way, even when we're only experiencing rainfalls that maybe only be giving us a couple tenths at a time. So this year, yeah, we have fields that um, are planted today that have not been planted for a number of years because of moisture. Justin, can you go back? If we would have had this product last year when we had wet fields, we had a wet spring following planting, what are the benefits in a wet year with using this product? Yeah, I think from a wet year perspective, I think the good thing there is then really if we get a, if we get an abundance of rainfall, um, the the advantage is this is then we get all three of those active ingredients activated at the same time, uh, and that's where really again the benefit of Kyber is that residual control that we get uh, with. Uh, with the three products that are within Kyber. So if we get an abundance of rainfall, the good thing is we get activated. Everything's going to get activated at the same time. But in a year like this, this is where Kyber has some good utility is it fits different weather environments. So we have a year like this year where we're struggling to get some rainfall in some areas. The water solubility of these products being a little bit different becomes an advantage uh, for Kyber simply because we can get a product activated without the whole product being activated. So we can get some residual control even when we have limited rainfall. It seems like that's a whole package and Corteva has looked into making sure that you have a product that's out there for most conditions. When looking at this now, Kyber is a pre-herbicide that's going to go on. What products would you bundle together to get a full season of protection from water hemp? As Ron had stated, they are all season long now and they're producing seeds all year long. So how do we get a season long control for water hemp with the Corteva portfolio? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's really important to think about um, a program approach. Um, you know, we've been preaching that with the Enlist Weed Control System for a long time. And what a program approach really means is starting with a pre like Kyber or a Sonic or Surveil or Inlight, a foundation to get you started into the season. Um, and then we need to come back uh, with a, whether it's a, if you have E3 beans, and enlist one or an enlist duo and adding some type of a residual product along with that. Going back to what Ron said, uh, water hemp has continued to kind of evolve and germinate longer and basically through the entire growing season. So it's important to make sure that we have those residual herbicides. Our product being um, in that space would be Everpre-X um, that we could put with a um, enlist one, for example, to give us more residual along with that post application. Now, one thing I do want to mention, and I think Ron would uh, be right uh, there with me on this, is if you, for some reason, aren't um, do not have E3 beans, obviously your tactic as far as post-emerge contact control is going to be a little bit uh, different compared to because um, you're not going to be able to utilize Enlist. Um, so obviously there's still Dicamba products that are on the market that can fit those acres. Um, we still have really good utility in some um, fields with like a, um, you know, a PPO, like a, you know, a Flexstar or something there that can, can fit those acres as well. So I want to make sure I mention those because Enlist right now with there's obviously there's certain genetics out there and platforms that aren't going to have the Enlist trait. Uh, so we want to make sure we cover that. So some type of a good contact killer, but making sure that we're having um, a residual product in there with those uh, to extend, um, extend the life of our herbicide program throughout the entire growing season. As you're listening to this today, if you're hearing a product or you're hearing about a portfolio that you can kind of put together and you have some more questions, give your Osmus Farm Supply Agronomist a call and they will help you and assist you with creating a all-season control for whatever weed, whether it be water hemp or something else, that is troubling your fields. So we've talked to Ron and Justin and got kind of the background of what Kyber is and how it, it can be used as a pre and then as a package with other um, products. Corteva has come out with a little bit of a promotional thing since Kyber is new this year. Yep. And um, Zebediah is here with us to kind of go over this Kyber campaign that they have going on for Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So Zeb, could you give us some background as to how this social media campaign is working and how our farmers, if they're using Kyber, can participate in this. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you know of a field that has Kyber herbicide applied to it, um, go out, snap a picture, and you can send it into your local territory manager. Just text it over to them, or you can throw it on your social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and just use the hashtag, hashtag Kyber Iowa and hashtag Kyber Clean. And that's going to qualify you for a number of prizes that we're um, promoting here at Corteva. So snap a picture, send it in, and uh, you'll be qualified to, rent, to win some really cool prizes. We've got a Yeti cooler with some customized stickers on it. We've got a grill set with a rack of ribs and a set of steaks. Um, we've got some DeWalt tools, some cash, some clothes. So go out to those fields um, and just show that uh, we've got clean fields with Kyber Herbicide. Some of you may not know who your territory manager is. You can always send those photos into your Osmos Farm Supply Agronomist and we can get those over to Justin or like Zeb said, 
just go on to, I think it's Twitter and Facebook that are the participating social media platforms and do those. Also, if you want to tag Osmus Farm Supply on those with hashtag AFSChem, um, that would be great. Anything else that you would like to say, Zeb, on this social media campaign or on Kyber Herbicide? Yeah, just uh, wish everybody a safe spring. And uh, remember, it's not clean unless it's Kyber clean. Thank you for listening to Agronomy for Farmer Success. If you'd like any additional information, please contact your trusted Osmus Farm Supply agronomist. Please make sure to subscribe to Agronomy for Farmer Success on your podcast player of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more to be notified when new episodes become available.